0: 100. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You're now tuning into the Homos Talk Show right here on Verse TV, and I'm your boy, Atro Weeks Music. You know, and I want you guys to go check out my new single, Money, with my band groove on YouTube. Type in Z-I-Groove. Also, so let's see who else we got in the building. Who else we got in the building today?
1: Well, you got you guys Z-Fly, um, founder of Forever Live Young Brand, specializing in radio music and exotic dance. You can find me at Real Hot Fresh this, to learn all about
0: it. Without further ado. Who else we got in the building? Special guest on 100th, 100th episode. This is the week 100, y'all. Week 100. Who we got in the building? Week this week.
2: Yes, I'm Michael Ward. I'm half of Black Gay Stick at Home, a virtual queer movie screening series that uplifts Black queer filmmakers past and the future. Check us out every two weeks at bgsah.com, underscore bgsah on Instagram as well. So I'm so excited to be here with y'all.
0: Awesome. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much as well, Z, for being here. We're excited to have both of you, but before we get started, you know, we just like to let them find out where people are from. You already know, week after week, week 100 now. I'm telling you, all I'm from Harlem, New York. I'm not in New York today. I'm actually in Atlanta today. So, um, you know, representing Atlanta today. Um, so, Z-Fly, tell the people where you're from, where you represent.
1: Yes, uh, so I'm living in Queens, but moving back to Brooklyn. So, there you go. <laughs> Boom.
0: That's like that, right?
2: <laughs> okay, cool. Okay,
0: Michael, let people know where you're from, What you represent.
2: Well, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, by way of Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm from Duval.
0: So I'm a Southern boy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> i love how already said that. Uh, I'm not gonna ever forget it now. Um, so what I'm about to do? Let's let's get, let's get into this. Almost. See, Aaron, could you are uh, read our first topic for me?
3: Oh, right. Our first topic entitled "Anti-Porn" is coming from the sltrib.com, so that's Salt Lake Trib, Salt Lake City, Utah, tribune.com, and its anti-pornography bill is derailed after Utah lawmakers declined to take a vote. So some representatives in Utah are attempting to pass a bill to help its citizens by requiring all cellular manufacturers to activate parental style filters to block unapproved content on their phones before their phones can be sold in the state of Utah. Now, representative Ryan Wilcox, Republican from Ogden, Utah said, quote, I am extremely concerned about the unintended consequences of handing off our responsibility of parenting our children to big tech, end quote. He also said, quote, if we do this, I don't see a way around these manufacturers requiring permanent location tracking on me and my kids. I don't trust that. And I don't believe that is our role." End quote. The question, where do you stand on this debate, keeping the filters on phones, making them put filters on phones before they can be sold? The idea was mainly to block porn. Anyway, what do we think? So on this topic, Um,
0: being that I am a parent, I feel like it's your parents' job to do those blocks. I don't feel like I should put that on, we should put that on the phone company because then that's too much stuff they're already accessing, like he said, trying to put us on, you know, keep tabs on us in in many ways. And especially if they're not going to allow them to buy a phone, if this law doesn't pass, they will, they will have to go out of state to buy a phone. Like, it's not like all the people of Utah would have to go somewhere else to buy a phone. So that makes no sense. So I feel like that's just too much. The government already has access to a lot of our business without us having access to knowledge and knowing this. So, um, no, I don't agree with it. Um, I think that, you know, there are parental uh, settings on certain things for a reason. Um, and so I think that as a parent, we should pay close more attention to that and monitor that versus putting that putting our responsibility on a cell phone company and then I'll tap into some things that will affect our lives as well, not just our kids. Um, and so, yeah, I don't agree with it. Um, but that's my two cents on. I'm going to go to music on this one. What do you, uh, what do you stand on this?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just feel like for one thing, I feel like, do, you know, if phone companies do that, it's going to make the parents more lazy. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, it's the parents responsibility to filter what their children is, you know, are watching. Another thing. Parents should want to filter or, or you know, what I'm saying, know what their child is watching. Like for example, um, I have I have a sister and my nephew. I always be telling her, you know, what is he watching? And then you know, she's you know, just because he likes fun things like you know wrestling or whatever. But you know, as they grow older, you know, what I'm saying like some of the innocent things that they watch, it becomes other things that they're listening, you know, that are looking at. So yeah, I, I just feel mm-hmm. like parents need to stop being lazy and um you know, just go ahead and know what their children are looking at. And plus the government, you know what I'm saying? They know enough things already because, you know I'm i have a, I have like an Alexa, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes she's over the list and I'm like, well, who turned her on? I didn't even say her name. So yeah, so we definitely don't need the government in our business anymore. And then I'm pretty sure y'all have been on, on you know, I'm pretty sure y'all have been on your phones, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, for example, let's say you go buy some onions or something, you know, one day. And then all of a sudden onions start showing up in your in your scroll. You be like, I didn't search onions, but see, but somehow they know like what you're buying and what you're doing. So yeah.
0: Absolutely. Up okay. in your business 24-7 without you knowing that's why they targeting you. you bought one pair of underwear like you said. And now they're gonna show you all the other underwear because you bought one right. Um, yeah propaganda. That's propaganda. And this is right. how they're trying to you know get to us in the way without us knowing they target us. All this Facebook uh, all those all those ads that pop up, all those that targeted. So uh yeah, you heard about that, Z. One all wrong. So uh Michael, Mr. Ward, talk <laughs> to him. What's your what do you stand on this? This is
2: trash. Um, oh. I mean Utah trash. also yeah, de- This is trash. I mean Utah also <laughs> declared pornography as a public health crisis. So obviously, like their focus is on pornography for whatever reason. Um and by putting parental controls only on cell phones in Utah, like you say, all I have to do is, as a kid is drive across state lines, or I can get somebody to get me a phone from state lines and figure it out. And hello, kids are smart. The same way when I was growing up and I just learned how to, to delete cookies, delete the history, or went over my friend house and put the VHS tapes in. Kids are going to find ways to disable these filters. So if we're going to charge... Cell phone manufacturers with only doing this in the state of Utah. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, and I feel like that's the conversation that these parents need to have with their kids about pornography. If they're watching pornography, about sex, all of those, all of all of the things to me that I did growing up as a kid of watching pornography. And I had to have a conversation when I got caught uh, with my father about it. And that came, you know, from that. But I think the focus of spending tax dollars to pass bills on pornography for children, I just feel like it's trash. It's a waste of time. Have these conversations with your kids. They will find ways to find it and they will find ways to disable the filters. And uh, all it did. takes is
0: one... And that's Right. Did. <laughs> right. Oh.
2: And one of, one of the things they said in the article is because <laughs> parents don't have the techn- t- technological know-how. Well, if you don't have the technological know-how to avoid your kids from quote-unquote, watching pornography without these filters, what are you going to do when they have the filters on it? you just going to let them go because you trust the cell phone? Nah. nah. Let's go internet, ahead and... Okay? <laughs> so right. You still have you know, the internet. You you can find it. It's not that hard. I don't need Twitter. a filter. Yeah. Right. Come on, Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Twitter so... You know,
0: it's a, Twitter, so a whole new thing, right? And and then you, you know, have a also conversation so don't with really, the kids. Yeah, like, and then what's you don't right?
2: really need, like, the
1: internet that to, um, to find porn. You know what I'm saying? They still got you know magazines and things like that, so yeah,
0: whatever.
2: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave to go find that porn? I, okay. I also just found it interesting, too, in this article that they said apparently that now pornography needs to come with a warning label in Utah, which I don't know. Like I said, I feel like they have a big focus just on combating porn for whatever reason in Utah. Hey, you're all
0: back. Right, I'm sorry. There we go.
2: <laughs> I am, sorry, guys. I was My like, did you go good. to
0: find some porn in Utah? I did. I went all the way to Utah to find the porn. No, I'm <laughs> oh, done. No, these, uh, iPhone, headphones, they always hang up. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to use this, technology. Just go try and okay? Utah, yeah. I, I, I understand. For a little bit, yeah. they must You're have a lot out. of old people little there, clearly. If they're not using computer. because even my grandma, she had Instagram, she had Twitter, she had all that when she was alive. God bless her social. Okay, she was with it all. So they need to get, get get with the program, you saw. Get with the program, okay? Um, let's do it. Now. Let's move to the next topic. Um, this should be interesting. Let's get it.
3: Dwayne Wade shares how he promised himself he would love unconditionally as a parent. Now, we're calling this progressive and intelligent because Aaron Mack loves the beauty and progressive intelligence of the ways That's Ms. Gabrielle and Mr. Dwayne Wade. And if you could pick one sentence from Mr. Wade's speech about parenting, how would, you- you or would you, what would you implant into all the human parents' minds to make the world a better place?
2: I well,
0: appreciate Okay. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Aaron. So, since you, real fast, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about this, because, you know, mm-hmm. since you uh, put this together, um, I was like to think where your mind is going. You know how, because you He's very intricate in how you do this. So talk to me. What
3: you well, I, I, I love the fact that, yes, he said love unconditionally. And also in his talking about it, he explained that he would actually take the time to listen to his child. If the child mm-hmm. said, when the child says something, you would take the time to listen to the child, to learn. Not listen to just one ear closed. Okay, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. But listen to learn. That's me. Oh, awesome. Listen Thank you, Aaron. Right.
0: Okay. Listen to learn. All right, parents, if you're listening to what we're doing, we want you to listen to learn. You understand? That's what Aaron, that's Aaron's input on this. And I'm going to give mine really fast and I'm going to move on. So with me being a parent, right, and listening to him, I was like, first of all, shout out to Dwayne Way and Gabriel uh, Union because This is important, especially in today's time, when most, it seems like most people, most kids, especially, are LGBTQ in today's time. I don't know if it's just because, you know, everyone's being free and, uh, you know, being themselves. I don't know. It's a little bit uh, overwhelming for me, just because growing up in our time, we weren't used to so much freedom in regards to all of that kind of stuff. We actually, you know, went through the struggle of having to come out and, you know, deal with those things. So. Uh, i appreciate what he's doing and a shout out to them for being uh progressive parents in this new age and being able to be a forefront and be uh, use their platforms to you know let it be light let the, let the light shine and so you did steal minds aaron i did want to talk about unconditional because that's one of my biggest things i, got, I came up with something else. i'll, I'll let you have it. um <laughs> uh, unconditional love is something that is very important to me as a person um just in general because i feel like ultimately that's what real love is being able to be with someone and have unconditional love for each other um, two different people from two different lives coming together to make one life and have unconditional love. And so I always said that, you know, unconditional love is important. And if I had a kid, you know, I would give nothing about unconditional love because the kids have to be in this world. Um, you know, it's a blessing to be a parent. So I love being a parent. Um, but I'm, what I, so in, in changing minds from, from that one, I would say another thing that stuck out to me was he said that <clears throat> he didn't know. And because he didn't know, he wanted his you know kids to explain. As well as like you can use Google and all these other things to be able to understand, because I feel like that's being able to just say, "Hey, I don't know," this is this is what you say you are. This is what you you know coming to me with as a parent, I want to understand this. So tell me, tell me what it is. And I also use Google and other outlets to look it up too. But I thought that that was super dope because that makes your child want to be a part, want you to be a part of their life and on this journey with them, versus like let me shut my parent out until I'm old enough to leave. Oh, I'll keep it a secret. So um, um, shout out to his daughter, their daughter, because I started talking to. Uh, Michelle Obama um, as well about trans um, trans lives. And I thought, like, you better come home. You better come on out here 13 years old, being a staple and a martyr. Okay? Um, so, yes, do it. And uh, Dwayne Way and uh, Dabra Union, keep it up. Keep being great parents and keep being the, the shining light for those parents out there who may be confused or don't know. Um, so, yes, that's my attention on this. I'm going to go to Michael on this one now. Michael, what did he say that stuck out to you? You can give a little bite basis and then go right to it, but talk to me.
2: Yeah, I, I love this so much um, just with the ways and how they're living their lives out loud and showing us like their journey as they learn and they educate themselves on this topic. And um, I wanna say as well too, we, we have to remember um, as black people, we're not monoliths, so we're not all the same. And especially when it comes to Black LGBTQIA um, people, not all of our stories are the same. They're not all traumatic. Um, there are stories of children who liberated themselves and their parents are accepting and are willing, you know, to have this conversation and support them through this journey. So I just want people to keep that in mind as well, too. Not every um, Black LGBTIQ, uh, LGBTQIA plus person has a traumatic um, coming out or liberation story, as my friend um, Sensei Raven likes to say, um, coming mm-hmm. into coming into themselves. So I just want us to remember that. But The thing that I loved about Dwayne's um, conversation that he was having with these two men is definitely saying that I'm, you know, I'm here as a parent, not to change you, not to say this is who you are, but it's my job to allow you to come to me and say who you are. And I support that and I lift that up. Like, um, and then he made the Lion King reference. So I think that that is so important because a lot of the arguments um, that people are making is that, you know they're too young to know um, who they want to be in this world and all of these and all of these things. But again, like I said in my earlier point, kids are very smart. Um, kids know how to use their words, um, and as well, kids to me are inspiring in redefining what it means to um, identify and reclaim yourself um, and not have to necessarily fit into the old school logic and thinking that, like you said, a lot of us had to fall into. So I think that that is very inspiring. Um, on both sides of watching Zaya Wade's journey of watching Gabrielle Union uh Wade's journey and Dwayne Wade's um journey of raising her out loud and being unapologetic about it. I mean, and I think that's what pisses people off about it. There's no shame, there's no hiding it. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that we keep in the house as black people, and you can do this at home, but don't do it when you get out Talk in the world. About um, it. but but yes, watching her journey to liberation and to speak to Michelle Obama about that, like you said, it's just been incredible to watch. I'm so I'm inspired by these babies that, like I said, are reclaiming themselves and changing hearts and minds. And even as a black gay man, that is making me learn and grow and educate and have these conversations um, of what does that mean to be a person of trans experience. So, thank you, Dwayne Wade. Thank you, uh, Gabrielle. Union for uh, anxiety for allowing us to see this slice of life and um, yeah, keep
0: it going. Amen to that. All right, well, he Fly, talk to me. Give us your opinion on uh, the, the way way situation.
1: Yeah, so 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 from what he said, um, yeah, I definitely do, uh, I do like you know, the whole point where he was saying about un- you know, unconditional love, um, you know, just giving your child unconditional love because that that one thing that that's very important you know if you're if you're gonna have conditional love with your child it's like you know how can you have a child you know for women they carry on nine months and you know even for men still that's your offspring and you know just because they may pick or they do things that you don't understand you just disown them so i definitely you know i I definitely do agree with the unconditional love part I do like the part where he was talking about, you know, education because I'm big on education. I always say that education is the thing that people need. You know, what I'm saying to really understand anything, whatever is different or whatever you don't understand, education is, you know, what a person needs to understand or at least try to understand. You know, what the person or the situation may um be about. Um, but now, but as far as the ways, though, like I don't, I honestly don't see them as um in, influential. I mean, and we're here, and the reason why, <laughs> the reason why, you know, okay, I will say, I won't say I don't seem as influential. I would definitely say that, you know, with them trying to understand and be open minded, it's very great. But I just, I just feel like that, I feel like that by them not being fully educated or not understanding that they're treating it with like, baby glove hands like you don't know what to do or what should I say or should I let you do this at the end of the day at the end of the day whether you black you white you you got a big head a small head you homosexual you hetero sexual you're still a child and I just don't and I, I just feel like that certain things you know even though he's trying to be this you know I mean I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just for the public now, I'm not saying he's doing it for public but I don't know it just seems like something it's just like at the end of the day this is still your child and it's like to me, it's, to me, in my opinion, it's like with anything that a child may want to do. You know, what I'm saying some child, some children may want to do certain things in life, but do you just let them do it? My thing is understanding, listening to your child, and let them educate you is one thing, but you don't have to, you don't have to give them or do everything that that they want or that they're feeling, because at the end of the day, you know, his child or, his child is still a young child and so i mean so some of it i mean i just feel like maybe it could have been for the media or propaganda or whatever but at the end of the day i'd still think that 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 by him wanting to know more and learn more is great um you know to me that right there he's already way ahead of the game you know as you know so, you know just like you said troy So many people grew up with not even being able to talk to their parents, not being able to tell their parents, "Oh, I like the same sex, or this is how I feel, or I want to wear dresses." So they're already ahead of the game. But at the end of the day, still let your child be a child, and you still be the parent. Like for example, you know, a mom who's raising a boy. Whenever he starts to go through puberty, she don't have the same parts, but it's but you know what I'm saying. It's not like you let him just go do whatever because he's he he you know he gets an erection. If a dad is raising a daughter, she's going through puberty. She's getting a period. So what do you do? You just let her just do whatever? No, you still have to parent and you still have to educate, but don't just, you know, I don't feel like you should let your, in other words, I don't I don't feel like they should let their young child, you know, talk about trans. If that's something that he or she wants to do in the or she wants to do in the future, great. But at the end of the day, that's still a, a big process. And that's my whole thing. We, we still got to think of, what actually comes with it you know it's not like oh i'm gonna take a shot and bam presto i'm the next i'm the other no the whole process that goes through this so that's my only thing i'm glad he's open-minded but just still be a parent just because your your child wants to go to school with tattoos all over their body and they're 10 years old are you going to let them because they want to because they feel like a rock star you know what i'm saying so that's just my thing. I'm really glad of the of the open mindedness and the education, but still be a parent. You can't let them just do everything because at the end of the day, we've all heard this in the news about Zion. We don't know how he's gonna, how she's gonna feel, whenever Zaya. she's eighteen or whatever. So, you know. what's he's the
2: name? Zion. Oh, so, so, oh, yeah. so, can, yeah. I, so can I? Can I? Can question about this as well about what you what you just said you sure can nice. so so is <laughs> yeah. it so I understand you correctly so is it something that you're saying as far as right now be a parent and not allow
1: her to transition is that kind of what you're saying okay uh, and then also before I answer that so who, uh, can y'all educate how old is she
0: She's thirteen.
1: Okay, She's thank you. And ask your ask your question. Yeah. I mean, think about it. 13 years old. I mean, we have to see that we have to really think of what we're talking about. We're talking about a human being who has been on the world 13 mm. years old. I mean, only only 13 years. And yes, mm. and yes, you know, in early stages five, six, seven, eight, you kind of kind of know what you feel. Cool. So if if Zion or, or I'm probably saying it wrong. If she feels that you <laughs> know, what I'm saying she likes this or this is how she feels, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But my but my thing is, do we have to go through the whole transition? It's not, okay. She can just like she can just like what she likes. Why, why why not though? We don't have to. Oh wow, thirteen years old. Oh, why not though?
2: Because so? one thing. Because here's oh, a, here's the argument that I hear a lot about. Oh, you're too young to know what it is that you want in life. And... Mm-hmm. R- it's also, like I say, reclamation of yourself at 12 and 13 years old. Once again, we're looking at kids like they don't know themselves and who they are. So yes, there's transition and there's phases and different things like that as a teenager that I went through, but my identi- my identity and how I identified, I was very sure of that. You know, that I was very sure of, of that at 12 and 13 years old. And I was able to articulate to my parents at 12 and 13 years who I am and who I want to be in the future, um, so I once again, I think as adults we have we have this thing in our mind. I have a nephew that 's thirteen years old that 's now, and I look at him and i 'm like, oh my god you 're so young you 're a baby and that 's me from a thirty four year old standpoint, but at twelve and thirteen years old, my identity and who and who I told my parents that I was going to be is still true at thirty four years old you know, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times. We have this, they're too young. They don't know what they want to be. And we're obsessed with the genitals um, and the surgery and all of these different things of these children, you know, um, with that. But I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, that's for us to say, you know, they're not doing their job as a well, parent because they're allowing her to be who she is.
1: Uh, well, uh, well, let me ask you a question. At 13, did you want to be the opposite sex? That's not my journey. Well, no, no. Okay. Right. But what I'm saying is, but even if that is her journey, still as a parent, how do you just let your 13 year old just go through a surgery like that? Because she's feeling like she... We don't,
2: we don't know. Sex. We don't know about the, we don't know about the surgery. Though. Yeah, so but that there, also... About well, about that. Right. So, so nothing like, has been said about that, but you also have to keep in mind too, that not every person of trans experience story will be the same. Not everybody has gender reassignment surgery. So... You you also have to keep that in mind too.
3: Oh, Aaron, you got okay, something Aaron. to
0: say? Go ahead. To
3: Please, th- thank you. <laughs> and, and I love what everybody is saying, and everybody's bringing up really great, great points. I did want to say, as far as things like gender reassignment, so from a medical standpoint, the younger that you start the transition, the better that it works in the long run. And also, I'll say, and this is something we mentioned last week. How, yes, detransitioning—I think it's called—is a thing. There are there is a group out there that has transitioned and regretted, and they go back to their original.
0: Uh, that was my, of their birth.
3: That's what I to say. But
0: mm-hmm.
3: with that being said. Only eight percent of people who have transitioned actually uh, retransition or detransition back to the gender of their birth, and of that eight percent who have detransitioned in regret, sixty-four percent retransition back. So it's like they transition and say yeah, I think I'm a, a woman or a girl in this case. And then they become a girl, live as a girl, say, no, I think I want to go back to living as a boy. Then uh, they go back to living as a boy and say, you know what? Actually, I really do think I am a woman. <laughs> but that, that that's si- 64% of that 8% de-transition and well, that's, also I bring up myself oh I wanted to say this as one of the oldest millennials when I was earlier in age I knew something was different but I realized I didn't have the language for it at the time now with her and I, I'm gonna mispronounce her name too Zion I think I think, but with her, I'm realizing, you know what, Zayn? yeah, she probably has the language for it because society has changed. While I didn't have the language for the fact that I liked boys since I was a boy from the age of being a boy, she does have the language for wanting to transit. Um, I'll say this and then we'll move to
0: the next thing. Um, uh, but as a parent, now things I look at things a little bit differently because you have to understand that ultimately you need to protect your kids, right? And today's time, the day we live in, everyone's not as accepting. You know what I'm saying? One. And two, kids, as you grow, when you reach puberty is when you really start to. That's like as a, uh, as a, Man or woman, puberty is a thing for you where you become, like, start to become yourself. Your, your balls drop, you start growing hair, your voice gets deeper, whatever the case may be. There's a lot that happens. So I feel like you need to understand yourself in order to understand yourself. You have to live a little bit. So you might say you wanna be a woman and trans at 13 years old, and I'm gonna support that if that's what my kid would want. But there's certain things and limitations that I will put on that because of today's society. One, and two, because the world puts so much in our eyes that we see, we didn't have access to seeing all this stuff now before. So, not saying that we didn't know what we want. There was nothing wrong with knowing what we want. But ultimately, too, if you change yourself before puberty and things start happening, your body's still growing. So, there's still things you have to grow into to understand yourself. So, I'm not against my child wanting to transition, but we're not doing no surgeries. We're not doing all that kind of stuff until you're old enough, 16, 18, whatever the case may be, to understand your body's got to a certain point where you can understand yourself. Because I have had a friend and I knew that I had a friend who was one of those 8% that detransitioned. So, for me, it's like, As someone who knows someone who's done that, I don't want to have to go through that with my kid who just says, hey, I see, I I feel like this is what I am and I see this around me and it makes me comfortable and I get it. You know, being LGBTQ myself, I get it. I'm not lost and I understand. I'm not trans. So I don't know what it's like to be trans. But ultimately, no, as a parent, you are the parent and there's certain things you need to put your foot on. There's too much freedom access to a lot of things because nowadays the sexuality, this freedom with these kids being LGBTQ and not being just all, all out and about. The reality is, it's really fucking them up. And the reason why I say that is because some things people aren't ready to handle. And when you think about the real life of being a gay man and the shit you gotta go through in 2021 with online dating and all this other that, this, this, a lot of people don't already know themselves. So bringing these young kids into today's society, being so open and free, we're still trying to figure it out. We can't have a regular app without it being about sex. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just a lot, so it's a lot coming into. So pay attention, look at their phones, see what they're talking and be a part of their life, be involved, support them. That's it. All we want us as human beings is support from our family and our friends. So I'm going to support all day, every day, but being in a place and understanding where you can really accept and know what you're doing because it is a life change. This becomes your life. This becomes our life. If I'm your parent, your cousin, your uncle, your brother. So it's not just for them. It, 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 it's everybody involved. And so just be thinking about that and put it out and you know, each each his own. You can do what you want. People want to do what they want to anyway. Like we talked about earlier, they're going to find the porn. They're going to want to, want to be openly free and LGBT. all these things are going to happen. But today's time is different from when we had time, when we were living. We didn't, have, we didn't see all these things. It was different. Yes, it was harder because you can't come out because you don't know what to say. Like you say, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know the verbiage. I understand that, but that was all part of our journey. Their journeys are different, but we, we can't just open the door and say, go outside and do what the hell you want to. You know what I'm saying? There has to be some limitations on it. Because at the end of the day, we will have to deal with that as a parent, as a family. We're going to have to deal with those repercussions. And sometimes if you put yourself out there too openly, too sex promiscuous, something's happened to you. You know, molestation is real. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I haven't been. I know people in my family, other people who have. But, you know, these things are out there. There's a lot of perverts out there nowadays. So just be cautious. Be mindful, pay attention, and be supportive. All right, but anyway... We have to move along to our main topic. So this is going to end our live. So Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe um, to Verse TV, please share it. Um, Aaron's going to read our next topic, but then um, we'll be off live. You guys have to check it out on our YouTube show on Verse TV. This is week 100. Um, yeah. Let's do it, Oh,
3: right. This topic is called The Homos, A Whole New World. Okay. I love it. Yes. So What if everyone in the world, including you, became demisexual slash pansexual, you know, parts, not parts, to the extent that that nothing else mattered beyond the heart and the brain of the partner, okay? Now, no medical slash physical diagnosis, evaluation, from the partners, none of that. Absence presence of vagina or andor penis are seen as simply serendipity. And coincidentally, hetero pairings would still exist and populate the globe. so so don't worry. Well, what if everybody don't nope, they still exist. Now, what I what am I missing? if anything, that would stop this from being the best, most beautiful world existence. And if you could live in such a world tomorrow, would you? Why? Why not? It's the Verse TV, the Homosexual. <laughs> it's
0: the week I to y'all. It's live in effect y'all, it's your boy Troy music. Aaron Mack and I have a bald head.
1: Well, you got you got Z-Fly, um, founder of Forever Live Young.
2: Yes, I'm Michael Ward. I'm half of black gay stick at home. the week behind to
0: y'all? Burst TV. Burst TV. the week behind to y'all?